Welcome to the 32 podcast, a podcast which aims to make you laugh, smile, and celebrate when we spill the tea and explain all the things. As a nurse who needed an outlet in the 2021 resurge of the pandemic, it's my goal to explain all the things in current celebrity, Bravo celebrity, and newsworthy drama. On the show this week is my friend Kara. She's currently living her best life in Munich, Germany. We talk about a slew of different, probably random topics, um, how we met, how we grew up, the high school we went to, um, our current goals for 2022, if we have any, our New Year's resolutions, a bunch of random things, a bunch of stuff about the German culture that is so interesting. Um, this podcast is in two sections, so this is part one of international an international treat, and then part two is uploaded immediately following. There is a chime and a sponsorship in the middle of this podcast if you need a break from how long it is because both are 90 minutes long. I know, guys, I lied to you. I'm sorry, but this combo was just so good. I have to upload the whole thing. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll get into part one. Hello, and welcome back to the 32 podcast. I'm your host, Kate, and today on the pod is someone who's not in the U.S. and who happens to be someone who I met for the first time 18 years ago, which makes me feel old to start, and who was wearing a giant hideous hat that matched mine when I met her. Hello, Kara. Welcome to the pod. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. What's going on? Um, I feel like people might need to understand what was going on with the hats. No, I'll explain it. Yeah. But first I would like to say that Kara's husband has the most professional looking setup I've ever seen. And it's like, like, why are you on my podcast? <laughs> like her microphone hangs and everything. And she has a ring light. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's but, quite the setup, but I can take zero credit for it. I'm just, okay. mo- I'm just mooching. Well, you're married. So it's really your setup too. I mean, I really like the way that you think. Trust me. Trust me. It's worked in my favor a time or two. Sorry for my sniffle. I just woke up. It's 10 o'clock here. It's four o'clock there. You're in Munich. Yes. Is it okay that I say that? I can edit it out. Yeah. That, no, that's fine. Okay. You're in Munich, which is in Germany. For mm-hmm. those who need a map, which mm-hmm. everybody who listens to this pod is pretty educated. So I'm sure they're like, oh, Munich, Germany. Yeah. Yeah. You have a very smart audience. They, I do. I think so. I think yeah. my audience is pretty smart. And because they're your audience, that automatically makes them smart. I don't know. I don't know. Because I talk about some stuff that like, <laughs> <laughs> probably me that's like, the least intelligent here. <laughs> so how is it in Germany right now? Tell me, explain it to me. Like what's the, what's the climate? What's going on? Yes. Um, so it is like weather climate wise, it is snowing. Um, oh my God. How idyllic. Yeah. So it's, it is, and it's a very idyllic snow. It's like very fluffy and sticky, like good for, um, uh, like building snowmen and stuff like that. I saw some of that when I was walking my dog this morning. Oh my goodness. Um, and yeah. Uh, and in general, I would say it's pretty good in Germany right now. I mean, Um, I know we're trying to like keep things light in general, but like the COVID situation is a little bit uh, dicey at the moment. I've heard things. Yeah, because of the, um, because of the variant. So like 
most places, um, so in Germany, there's something which is called the 3G rule or the 2G rule. Mm. So in the German language, the words vaccinated, recovered, and tested all start with a G. Okay. And so, um, so like if a restaurant has a 3G rule in place, then you need to show proof of vaccination, proof of recovery, or a negative test. Okay. In order to get into the restaurant. Um, and then some places do it 2G, which means you have to be either vaccinated or recovered. Okay. Um, so, um, and that's like kind of country wide. Um, so, so that's in place and it kind of depends how, if it's 2G or 3G, how the numbers are and, and stuff like that. So I think most places are 2G right now because it's a little bit more like the cases are higher. Okay. Um, can you choose but, what to be? Like, do they ha- like? Can the restaurant or place of business choose what they are? Um, that's a good question. I uh, I think so, but there's like a minimum. So, like, there's a recommendation I think from okay. the like from each government, like each state of Germany. Um, and then I think they have to follow that at a minimum. But I think they can be stricter if they want to. But I'm not a hundred percent sure actually. Um, but yeah, but there's no, there's no like big lockdown any, anymore. Um, you guys were but, locked in with the Brits for a little bit, but we just didn't hear about it. Yeah, exactly. We were, they were pretty, um, yeah, like pretty strict about it. Um, and they actually recently locked down again in Austria before Christmas. They like the government, but, but it only applied to non-vaccinated people. So basically like non-vaccinated people weren't allowed to leave their houses basically, except to go to like the grocery store, um, or like very essential things. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but they did that leading up to Christmas in order so that the cases would drop before Christmas so that they could still allow people to like meet. Got it. Um, for Christmas. So, um, but no, I think like over the new year, it's like yeah, it's, it's okay. Like it's, it's not as serious as as it has been. Um, but I feel pretty safe here because, because of that, like two or three G rule. And then everywhere you go, you're required to wear a KN95 mask. So if you like, if you go on the public transport, if you go in the grocery store, um, if you go into a shop, like you have to wear the, um, N95, you can't wear a fabric mask or something. So I would say overall it's, um, I mean, it's not great, obviously, but yeah, nothing's uh, ideal. Yeah. Right. But, um, but yeah, feeling, feeling pretty good about that. And then, um, yeah, I would say, yeah, otherwise it's just, you know, it's just, uh, business as usual. Business as usual. Yeah. It's a good way to describe it. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard coming off the holidays. I was thinking that the other day, like it's hard. Yeah. Like I started this, you know, me you've known me since I'm 14. Yes. It's hard for me to put away Christmas stuff. And I've put away yeah. everything except my tree, mm, mm-hmm. which my husband was like, are you okay? <laughs> I just didn't want to look at it anymore, which is so unlike me. I don't yeah. know. What's going. Yeah. During Christmas, does all of Germany just look like a tiny little Christmas gingerbread village? Cause that's how yes. I picture it. Oh yes. Yeah, it does. Um, but this year, unfortunately, they didn't do the Christmas markets. 
So like that, that like, because of COVID, unfortunately, um, but that's, that's that very idyllic picture is these Christmas markets and in every city they have multiple. So in Munich, there's in the, um, in like the city center of Munich, there's this square, which is called Marienplatz. And, um, that's the old market square. And then like, that's where they have the I, I think it's the biggest Christmas market in, in the city. And then, um, and then like, they have, of course, all these, I mean, it's, it's Europe. So there are all these little squares everywhere right. in, in the inner city. And so they have like, um, Christmas markets at almost every single one. Um, and so you can get like, and then they have those little like huts, those little like wooden oh, yes. huts and then they're like decorated and that, that's kind of this like idea. Hansel like Hansel and Gretel huts yeah that kind of like gingerbread housey vibe um Mm. that they all have and then some of them are like selling things like ornaments or um they have like local handmade stuff so like local wool slippers from some farm in Bavaria or um stuff like that and then they also have um stands that sell the the mold wine Mm. in those like cute little mugs wassail is that what wassail. it is? Isn't that wassail? No, it's not wassail. I don't know what wassail is. My mom made this like mold wine and spices stuff and called it wassail. Someone listening knows what it is. I don't know what it is. But oh, okay. Paul's, Paul's no. obsessed with it. No, in German, it's called glühwein, which literally translates to glowing wine. Oh my God. I have to use that. Yeah. Glühwein. Yeah. Did I say it right? Glühwein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've spoken German for what, fifteen years? Uh, wait a second. I need to think. Um, so More I start. I started taking German in two thousand eight. Fourteen years. Yeah. 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 So, because I yeah I started my freshman year of college. Um, the first time I went to Germany was in high school. It was junior year of high school. And I mean, I learned a couple of words, but like, it wasn't any sort of formal, formal education, uh, in, in the language. But then when I got to college, um, I started like formal classes and then I studied that all four years. And then my junior year of college was when I studied abroad. Right. And then, and then continued obviously the, the German learning there, um, and then moved right after. So yeah. So since, but I wouldn't say I got really like fluent until I had, I went to Germany the first time, which was 2011. Wow. For study abroad. It's a harsh language to learn. Yes, it is. But it also has a lot of structure That's in good. it, which I think because I'm, I'm a very structured person. And so that like, that's what really clicked with me is Mm -hmm. like, oh, there are very clear rules in this language. There are just as many exceptions to the rules as there are rules, (laughs) which is the terrible part of German. German language. It makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but there are rules to it, which, um, which like, for the most part, uh, you can get, like, once you learn those rules, things become a lot easier. And like one thing, one thing with German is like, it's kind of a a known thing that the words are so, so long. 
Um, but they're all compound words. That's why they're so long. So like once okay. you learn some vocabulary, you can recognize and break down the words to see that, oh, that's just like six words together or, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Um, so like kindergarten, yeah. that's, I'm assuming that's two words. Yeah. Kindergarten. So kinder means children. Mm-hmm. Garden means garden. Um, and then like beer garden. Right. Beer. So like there's tons of compound words in German. So once you start learning more and more vocabulary, it becomes easier to like build upon, build upon, read the words, pronounce the words, understand what they mean and, and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, it, it is hard, but there are like, there's enough structure in it that for me, it just really clicked. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. You can speak fluent, but can you read fluently as well? um i just fell off my desk ignore that yes mostly um i mean i i have to say i don't really read a lot of books in german or anything like i prefer like i because for me i mean for the most part like when i find the time to read or when i make the time to read it's Mm -hmm. definitely i want it to be like a leisure activity you're not gonna suffer (laughs) and and I mean, yeah, it, reading in German is still not a leisurely activity for me. I not guess. like an instruction I, manual. Yeah, that's fine. Like okay. I can, you know, like, you know, instructions on the box of things, manuals, um, letters that come in the mail from whatever. Um, like your bills. Like, oh, my, I can't read yeah. this. I can't pay it. Like, like sorry. My, <laughs> healthcare insurance, like all that kind of stuff. Um, I can usually read all of that without a problem. And then if I can't read anything or if there's like a word that I don't know or whatever, I just run to Philip and I'm like, Hey, what does this mean? Kara married a wonderful Austrian man (laughs) who she met. You met, you met him where you live now, right? Yeah. Yeah. We met in Munich. Yeah. Yeah. How did you meet? I don't know that I've ever asked you that. We met on Bumble. Oh my God. That's so yeah. good. Did you not know that? No. Now that you say that, I, I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just been a while. Yeah. No, yeah. I remember now. Yeah. yeah. We met, we met the true millennial way. I know a few people who have met online. I won't reveal who they are, but very successful. Yeah. 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 And actually my, so one of my friends from college, she actually, we, we kind of, we had both gone through breakups, but I was like, I think maybe three months behind her or something like that. Mm. Like she, she had gone through a breakup and then a few months later I did. So we were kind of, she was, I don't know. I have the feeling she was a bit like my spirit guide somehow in that time <laughs> of my life. <laughs> and, um, and I remember talking to her and I was like, oh, I, I really don't want to like date again. Or like, I just built it up in my mind of like, right. I haven't been on a date in so long and like, I don't know what to do. Um, and then she was asking me like, oh, do they have, um, and then I, I think I had also said to her, like, I do not want to go near Tinder. Like, I just, I just don't well, think I can handle it. Um, Just at a least quick at that segue. Time. Is is Tinder a German word? Uh, no. It sounds like it could be. It does sound. like I've it always could wondered be, that if it was a German. Yeah, word. it's uh, it's not, or it's not a word that I know. 
at least. God bless. Okay. Sorry. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but then she was like, Oh, but do they have, do they have Bumble in Germany? Um, because I just went out on this date with this really great guy that I met on Bumble. Um, and so I was like, okay, like I'll look and I'll try. Um, so I did. And then, and then met Philip and then she is now married to that guy that she had just gone on that date with. So, um, so yeah, there, there are quite some success stories. The CEO of Bumble, I think her name is Emily. We have to tell her somehow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your product has worked. (laughs) Ma'am, your algorithm is wonderful. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. I'm an old married lady. I only ever used Tinder because they didn't have anything else. And I didn't ever really actually use it. I went on one date. Mm. Oh my God. In 20, what year? 14. And mm. we went to this restaurant that I had been to all the time. So I like knew the menu and like, I was never that person to like shy away from ordering food on a date. Like, sorry. Like, yeah. No. What, what is that? Like and this guy met, he was like, okay, looking on his profile, whatever, you know, all the, sure. he came out and he was not the height that he described. <laughs> I feel like that happens. Which I'm not a heightist. I am not a heightist. No. But it's the lying. Yeah. You know? That's the thing for me because like I'm pretty tall. Um, yeah. So yeah. like that's, that's always been a thing where it's like, I actually don't care if you're shorter than me or if you're the same height as me, right. but if you have a complex about it and if you make it weird. Yeah then it's weird you have a napoleon complex i'm not gonna be your maria yeah okay i'm not no i'm not into that so and he had like a single earring in and i'm that's just not my aesthetic yeah no yeah and and he i remember he ordered like a really expensive drink and told me how expensive it was and i was like this is not gonna work out dude like i like the finer things in life but like you're kind of a dead yeah yeah. And I'm assuming that the, the one earring, because like, I mean, some people I guess could pull that off. And even if it maybe isn't your aesthetic, like you can respect the fact that somebody can pull it off. He but wasn't like, pulling it off. I was going to say from no, the way you said no. it, like it no, definitely no. sounds like he wasn't this, pulling this it off. This not, this did not, um, make any sort of fashion or yeah. statement of which I was like, wow, good for you. Like yeah. really good with your single earring that is obviously a cubic zirconia and is far too big for your earlobe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, yeah, just like, no, okay. no, we're good. Yeah. good here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I lied that, that my friend was in trouble mm. to get out of dinner. Did you have, did you have somebody like call you? Yeah. You like had that whole thing set up where yeah. you were like, okay, I'm going at like, yeah. text me or call me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he walked me to my car, which like I, I parked in a very public <laughs> area. So like, I did not need to be walked to my car, but like, thank you for the chivalry. And he sure. was like, your friend's really fine, aren't they? And I was like, no, like I need to leave. Like they are in trouble. Like look at my emergency text messages. Like they are in trouble. Must, mm-hmm. must leave. Yeah. And then I went out and partied obviously. Well, yeah. Got him. Yeah. Yeah. I, every single time I went on a bumble date i texted my friends like where i was going like this is where i'm going this is who i'm meeting percent <laughs> yeah i still follow one of my friends locations on my iphone i haven't actually spoken to her in years but i still know where she is because <laughs> she I thought she went on this really sketchy date 
with someone who like she was like I have to go out with this guy like this is that he's so wonderful la 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 which like that's fine but then she like ended up like staying over oh and like it was just like just you know like she kind of made it a habit of staying over Mm. I that's my personal you know opinion right but like she was like I'm just nervous to go to like to where he lives like can you watch my location so I'm watching your location you're not leaving yeah like if you're that nervous you like you're obviously not that nervous yeah but then in that situation I well but that's like my anxiety brain I would probably be like okay is she staying there because she wants to be staying there or like do I need to like obsessively text her do I need to call the police (laughs) but that's but that's my anxiety brain (laughs) no I have I am an adult with high functioning anxiety yes my brain is like all the time yep all the time it never stops Constant. It never stops. Like I'm yeah. like every time I get a like a random like like tinge of a pain in my chest, I'm like, this is how I go. This is it. Yep. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna have a heart attack right now. Like yeah. <laughs> yep. I 100 uh, percent know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yep. The yeah. early 2010s were a very interesting time. Yes. And that was when we that were. all happened, the early 2010s. Now we're old married. Yeah. Not yep. old. Not old. No, no, not yet. Anyway. So to quickly introduce our past to the audience, me and Kara met oh, yeah. 2004. We need to talk about the hats. Yeah. We went to the same high school. And at our high school, which Alex went, you've heard, the audience has heard of Alex. She has yet to be on the pod, but Alex went there with us too. And every, every, every person who is a freshman gets paired with a senior, it's like a senior buddy or senior sister. What do we call her? What do we call ourselves? Uh, freshman buddy senior sister that's what it is yeah I think it was like big and little sister or something like that and they do that to like acclimate you to the school get you familiar with like the policies and procedures like teach you the ways some people match and they're like friends forever like me and Paige I was Paige's senior sister friends forever Kara and I were twins we had the same senior sister yeah, because there were more freshmen. Like the freshman class was, right. bigger was bigger than the senior class. So some seniors had two right. freshman buddies. You could say we were yeah. born on the same day, but we, we don't have to go that far. <laughs> but um, our senior sister was um, unenthusiastic at, yeah. at maximum. Like she, yeah, I think she went pretty far in life. Like I'm pretty sure she like does cool things, but I haven't spoken to her. So yeah, I have no idea. The first I think after school, that, like one day, no, I don't think I ever saw the first day of school, they took us bowling, and Kara had and I had to sit next to each other on the bus because we were paired with our senior sister, and that's when we became friends. It's on the bus. Yeah, and we had every senior makes a freshman. We would call them beanies, like big, like decorative hats that are like kind of embarrassing, and you wear them around for the whole first week of school. They don't do it anymore because it's considered hazing. Oh, did they really get rid of it? I'm pretty at some sure point, they did. At some point, they made like a size rule that you it couldn't be bigger than a certain yeah, size. Because who was it that had a traffic cone as a hat? Who was oh, that? It was, I can't um, remember. I, th- I can't I, remember. I, can't but, their, I won't say their name, but I... Sure. But like there were people who had like massive sombreros sombreros like, with things like... that like very much got in the way when you were in school. So I do remember they made like a size rule that it can't be like they, they gave like dimension, which takes the fun away a little bit. Yeah. 
but, but then we had old lady they got like, rid of it like completely i'm pretty sure i have to ask I, i'll ask yeah. um the person on the alumni committee is our is our class oh. i will ask her oh right right, right. yeah okay um yeah. that'd be good to find out and if that person wants to be on the podcast please let me know <laughs> <laughs> um but our beanies matched and they were mm-hmm. like old lady golden girls hats with like old lady golden girls flowers and like everything was like yeah Yeah, they were like straw it was like straw straw gardening hats kind of with like old Um, flowers yeah and then like fake flowers glued onto them and then I think and then I remember that I think she had like punched holes in the edge of the brim of the hat. Oh, that's and there, right. We had hanging things. And there were, there was some stuff hanging down, but I don't remember what it was. I don't remember it being too obnoxious, but I, you know, what's funny. I remember taking a picture, you and me yeah. in our beanies. I don't yeah. know whatever happened to that picture. You know what? I bet I, I bet I have it. Oh my God. If you could resurface it, please. I will. Can I, post I, it? I'm a hundred percent sure it's at my parents' house. Um, God. But I can ask my mom if she, cause I, I, they moved into a new house a few years ago. So I, I went through a bunch of stuff and right. like went through a bunch of photos and, and, and everything. And I'm, I, it has to be in there. It has to be in there. Because I remember taking um, the picture, but I don't know if I ever actually saw the picture. Yeah. 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 I will ask my mom if she can, if she can locate that. Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my beauty yeah. for a while and then I threw it away. Yeah, I think same here. I had it for a while. Yeah, and then, and then I remember making beanies. That we still got to make beanies when we were seniors. I made pages. I I I have to ask Um, what hers looked like. Let me ask. I'll text her right now. Maybe she. Yeah, I remember because my um my freshman buddy or sister or whatever we called them was actually my cousin because she like came in at the same time, and. So I had her and then I, I think I got her a, because I think at that time they put the size rule in place. Like by the, I think, I can't remember if the size rule was in place when we were freshmen, but it definitely was. When no, we were it seniors. could not have been. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause somebody had the traffic. Cone. I remember, um, I won't say her name, the short brunette that played soccer. He, I think I know who you're talking I'll about. I'll mouth yeah. it to you. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. She had a sombrero that was as big as her because she was only five feet tall. Right. And yes, I remember her being I, like yeah. completely swallowed by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there is actually no possible way that, that yeah. no, that there was, was the so size rule. But yeah, I think by the time we got to be seniors, there was the size rule in place. And then I, I got, uh, the beanie that I made was, I remember I found like a, 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 a bright pink or purple like zebra print cowboy hat or something yes. and then that was that was that the base of my beanie, beanie and energy. then I yeah and then I just added a bunch of stuff on it um I, I'm a little nervous yeah. that she's gonna tell me that I was the person who used a traffic cone <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's, given it's the size rule you could a little have used familiar them, like, that I think small. I used a little one yeah, you could have used you know like the little ones. She'll tell, yeah. she's still my friend. She'll tell me. It's yeah, fine. yeah, she'll tell you. It'll be fine. And even if you did use a traffic cone, like those, like you know, the ones you would have at like soccer practice, those like so really the, yeah, small the, ones, the little ones, the little ones. I mean, those are light. Like I those remember aren't too heavy. having 
a ball making her beanie, but I can't for the life of me tell you what it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that I remembered uh, remembered about the zebra. How could hat. you forget that though? I, but I, I mean, I it was it was pretty pretty great. So I do feel like it comes up in your life a lot that you have to say that you went to an all girl school. <laughs> um, I think less so now. I remember uh, ha- kind of having to explain that a lot in, in college. college. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, we, w- we both went to Jesuit colleges. Yep. Yeah. So shouldn't have been that weird. Well, okay. So what I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this when you got to college, but what I noticed was that like, I had absolutely zero reservations about speaking up in class. Um, and like, that just like, wasn't a thing that I had any sort of complex about, but I noticed a lot of my other female classmates just didn't want to speak up at all. Cause they were just Um, like begrudged by the boys. I guess so. I don't know. Maybe that's just me like projecting onto the situation, but I I just noticed. I, I know that that's one of the reasons that they started, you know, single gender schools. Yeah. So like, I, I just remember noticing that difference quite starkly um uh but yeah i i i mean it wasn't super different in a lot of ways but that was probably the biggest thing that i noticed is is like oh i i'm just loud in class because oh my god <laughs> because i went to an all-girl school sorry <laughs> i remember my first day of school i went to Creighton university i won't say where you went to school unless you say that's it, fine um but it's obviously boys and girls yeah and i had to pick up my outfit Oh my God. It was so hard. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa. I, oh my God. I would, I have basically created a uniform in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I, I do not have a uniform anymore since high school, but I in college thought it was so hard to adjust to life without a uniform and like having to pick out what to wear every day. Difficult. And then, so I went to, I don't mind saying it. I went to Loyola Marymount university in LA mm-hmm. and it was LA. So there were so right. many people that were like super dressed up, like super fashionable, full, like hair, makeup done, like super cute outfit. And you went to college with Baron Hilton. Didn't you? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. But he, he was older. So, but still uh, he's still there. So I think I don't. Yeah, he went to that school for sure, but I think I might have only overlapped with him for like one year. Hey, um, overlap is overlap, babe. But yeah, anyway. But Aaron Hilton um, is Hilton's little brother, for those who don't yeah. know. Yeah. And there have been a couple of other because I get like sometimes like alumni spotlight stuff. So like um Colin Hanks, Tom Hanks' son. Oh my god. Went there That's and cool. um Linda Car- Cardarelli or something like that. So she was in um The Actress? Yeah. She also went there. The one um, who played um she's in Dead to Me, but she's also in um Yeah, she's in Dead to Me and she was in what's that show on Bloodline? Yeah, yeah. Um so she also went there. So I mean it's it's a private school in LA, so like yeah, there are, yeah, there are definitely some, yeah. some, some people like that. So, but yeah, like the vibe was, I mean, there were definitely people who went to school and, or like went to class in uh, like sweatpants and Homer shorts. Sweatpants, and, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there were also people who just like rent went really like full out. Um, so, and actually my freshman year roommate was one of those people who just like dressed up all the time. Oh, wow. Um, but I actually got a little bit lucky because I was a student athlete the first year I was on the swim team. Yes. And you got so all the free stuff. I had all the free like mm-hmm. gear. So it like, if you wear your athletic stuff to class, it's almost like an excuse, like, oh, it's fine because <laughs> oh, they're a student athlete. I'm an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have to like try too hard somehow. Um, but yes, it was very, it was very difficult to adjust to life without a uniform, but I've basically created one. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of always wear the same thing over and over again. And mm-hmm. if I find something I like, I'll buy it in like every color available. 100. It's so <laughs> funny you say that because I own the same Lululemon long sleeve shirt. It's the, mm-hmm. what is it? Oh shit. What is this? I'm going to look it up for you. Cause it's the okay. best shirt. Uh, some break something, break free. Hang on. It is the, this one. Nope. The back in action long sleeve tee. Back in action. Okay. I have it in eight colors. I love it. (laughs) And it's the most comfortable shirt. It's like a thin material. It's a little longer in the back. It's a little Mm -hmm. um, oversized. Yeah. But it's not like, it's not like super baggy. No, it is the most impeccable shirt and I own it in all the colors. Yep. And I basically, sorry for audience. If you heard Paul sneeze, Oh my God, he's so loud. Um, (laughs) but I own it in every single color and that's all I wear. And that's so funny because I never put two and two together that like I'm putting myself in a uniform. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I guess, I guess the more like adult way to say it is you have a capsule wardrobe, wardrobe, (laughs) but for me, it's like the same as a uniform because I, and I work as a nurse. So like, I'm always in a uniform. Well, yeah. And, and you have an adult uniform, like you have a job uniform. I it purely for the uniform, nothing else. I wore, I wore jeans yesterday, like for my day of running errands. And I told six people. <laughs> like I was like, hi, I'm Kate and I'm wearing jeans. I, I told, I called Alex. I was like, I'm wearing jeans. They have a zipper. And she goes, wow. <laughs> How long had it been since you had worn like? I mean, I'm, I'm very into my back in action. I'm very into my back in action long sleeve and leggings type of mm-hmm. outfit. Yeah, like I don't look like a you know troll sometimes leaving the house. Like I look like I'm in an outfit. Yeah, like most of the eighty percent of the time, my outfits don't have buttons. Yeah, or a zipper. Yeah, I'm really trying. I don't. I don't do a lot of new year's resolutions, but I am trying to wear like actual, like structured clothing slightly more. Yeah. Yeah. I gave myself a challenge, uh, for this year to Mm. not buy any new clothing for the whole year. You know, that's so funny that you say that. And you're not going to believe me when I tell you that I've thought about telling myself the same. Yeah. You look like you don't believe me. The audience can't see you, but you're like, no, I do. No, I do. Because, because I'm just listening attentively. Yes, you are. Um, with your ring light, you look fabulous. Thank you. (laughs) Cause I just, I have so much that I don't wear. Yeah. Given currently it's a, um, size problem. Mm. 
But if I find myself hopefully becoming that size, once again, I would wear that clothing. Not that it's like, what's that word? It's not like incentive. Right. I have a lot of really nice clothes that I currently don't wear. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 And that was kind of the same reason that I started thinking about this was Mm -hmm. that, I mean, once we went into working, so I went into working in home office because I have a normal, I guess, normal office job. Mm -hmm. So, um, so my adjustment to the whole COVID situation was working from home, um, which we are still doing. Like my company has actually been really great in terms of keeping all the flexibility. So, um, So yeah, so I've been working from home and I found myself just getting up every day and wearing yoga pants and maybe a sweater, uh, or a t-shirt or like whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. And then I started thinking like, okay, I really don't have any, or like I'm, I'm, I have a lot of clothes that I'm not wearing. And I also found myself using, um, shopping a little bit as like a coping mechanism or like, Oh, I'm, I'm either it's a direct coping mechanism or it's just like, Oh, I'm bored. So I'll just like, I'll just like see what they have online or, or, um, you know, those, those damn Instagram ads get you. Oh, um, <laughs> oh you know, you're talking those to can, the most influenced those can, person in America. <laughs> those can get you. So, um, And, and so, yeah, I just, I also found myself like, uh, yeah, there's just a lot in my closet that I, I don't really wear, but I still like it. It, Mm -hmm. Some of it, I mean, most of it still fits. Like, um, I've also gained a little bit of weight during COVID. Um, but like, yeah, but for the the monster who lost weight in COVID, that's who I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I stayed pretty okay for a while, but, um, but this last Christmas season especially killed me with all those Christmas cookies. <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I just kind of thought about it and I was like, well, I, I'm going to just see if I can do this, um, to, to see if I can go one calendar year without buying any item of clothing for myself. Um, shoes the, count? yes. Oh, shoes count. I thought you were going to say no. Yeah. Like anything that I wear basically. Um, so I'm going to try. No, uh, I, the thing is I'm not a huge purse person. So like I have like one, I have like one like going out purse. And then if I leave my house, which at this point is very (laughs) rarely, (laughs) then I'm either wearing that little, like, it's like a crossbody, like small thingy. Um, or if the other reason I leave my house is maybe to go to my office and in which case I've got like a backpack that has a laptop slot and like that whole, so, Mm -hmm. so I'm not a huge purse person, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I would consider basically anything that I would like wear putting on your shoes, shoes, accessories, like all of that. I'm going to try to go a year without buying anything. The one like exception that I have to make is for my sister's wedding where I have no, to get and that's completely appropriate. I have to get a bridesmaid dress, but like, that's, that's fine. And that's, that's um, for the benefit of someone else. Like, yeah, I will, yeah. I will sacrifice myself to purchase something else for your wedding. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, I didn't want it to be a thing that like stresses me out at all. So then I, I was also thinking like, okay, if something like 
breaks or rips that is an absolute essential like i wear black jeans basically all like if i'm gonna go out i'm probably one of you i'm probably wearing black jeans um you like audrey hepburn i love it um (laughs) but like if those were to rip for example then i can replace wild night out like it's 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 not like a yeah probably dropping it too low you know um (laughs) um but like, if I really need to replace something, that's fine. But then I also thought, let me try, if I really need to replace something, let me try first to go to a vintage store or okay. like do, do something like secondhand. Like, can I thrift something? And then if I can't do that, then, um, then I can buy something new, but then I did a little bit of research to find, um, some brands that are like made in Europe, uh, like sustainably produced and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So then like, that will be my, okay. If I buy something new, then from one of those companies. So yeah, like I'm just doing an experiment for a A year. We'll see how, we'll see how it goes. Celebrities. Who, who is that person? Oh, Jane Fonda said a few years ago that she will no longer purchase any clothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think she has environmental reasons, but she's been rewearing like red carpet looks. Yeah. And they stand the test of time. Yeah. I mean, and like, I remember, and actually you will appreciate this because you're so into the Royals. I remember that like, there were news stories about Kate Middleton repeating, re-wearing her, yeah. mm-hmm. like re-wearing dresses. And it was, it seemed like it was kind of a negative thing. Um, the way that it was in the press. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? Like, that's so ridiculous. Like, why? I mean, that's a great dress. Why wouldn't you wear it again? <laughs> right. She <laughs> like has, her wardrobe is one of the most impeccable wardrobes. Yeah, and on and this like planet. her style is great because it's super timeless. Like she does mm-hmm. really like classic silhouettes. She doesn't do anything that's like super like trendy. It's all it's right. all super stylish. She always looks stylish, but she doesn't necessarily look like trendy. Mm-hmm. But that's I think that's totally fine. Um and yeah, so like why wouldn't you wear those clothes again? Like, I I I don't, I think she's celebrated for that now. I think, I think a lot of that comes from the British press. Yeah. Which they're so mean. They're awful. They're awful. Not that I'm a fan of but like they were awful to her and I will, I can accept that. Absolutely. But they were, yeah, they're terrible. They're so negative. Now from what I see, and I do see a lot because like my, um, I forget what they call it, but like my discover, my discover page on Instagram, like mm. sends me all the Kate things. Oh, uh-huh. obviously they, they know you. Yeah. Well. They know me pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> and now the narrative is like, look what she recycled. Look what she rewore. Look how she changed she it. Did it in a new way. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She wore something recently that was, that she had had before she married Prince William. Yeah. I don't have anything in my closet that's 10 years old. I don't think. Yeah, I do. I've got, I, I still have, I have bags that are 10 years old, but I don't have any clothing. I don't think. Yeah. I still have clothes from college. Um, I have my capital letters and that's it. Yeah. I can't fit into that. So it's just hanging there. Yeah. I hate, I definitely have some clothes from college, but they're like, they're definitely the nicer pieces that I mm-hmm. took care of. Actually, I can't even say that they're nice. I'm thinking about like one, I have a sweater from H&M that is not necessarily like what I would call a nice piece, but I just took care of it. Right. Um, right. and you like it, and it's, it's yours. Still, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. 
but yeah, so I will, maybe I can report back. At the oh my end God, of the I would year. love that. Like a <laughs> quarterly, the, a quarterly report. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Like how the experiment is going. <laughs> well, cause the German climate, I would say you probably wear a lot of your wardrobe most of the time. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. And actually I, um, what I learned to do, which I don't know if this has necessarily come from Germany or I I don't know, just trying to like be a little creative, but, um, but I wear like even some of some, not all of my summer dresses, I will like put leggings on or tights and then wear those with like boots and a sweater over it or something. Um, and then, uh, in the winter I layer a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff. So I don't necessarily have like, I mean, I don't wear my thick sweaters in the summer, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's quite a lot that, um, can go all year round. Like I don't do a huge like closet switch between seasons. Right. Cause in the summer, does it get as hot as it does in the States? Um, it can, um, last year I think was pretty mild, but usually in, in August it can get pretty, it can get pretty hot. I think in terms of like climate, we could be considered similar to like the Northeast. I think that. Yeah, the, that's where you are on the. Is it longitude? Mm-hmm. Is the horizontal ones? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Okay. Geography lesson. <laughs> <laughs> come back to me. Um, yeah, I think we're the same, like the same longitude as, uh, I think we're North. I'm going to check actually. I think it's a little bit North of Chicago. If I, I, I I checked once, but it's been a while. Um, and latitude. Mm. I will in parallel check on a map, um, which might not be exactly. Longitude is West to East. Latitude is North to South. You're right. Okay. Yay. Um, but yeah, I think we are, so Munich is in the South of Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are roughly equivalent to maybe like Maine, Vermont, oh, wow. like, like the, the Northeast, I think. Okay. Um, like the North, so we're like, they're pretty tempered yeah. in yeah. climate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like we definitely get all four seasons very clearly, um, but I would say, I mean, it can get pretty hot, but, um, but of course it's not like tropical hot at all. Like me, um, like I'm my, yeah, I'm yes, sweating. Yes, very much. Yeah. Like we have to go, we would have to go down to like Spain or Portugal or Italy or I'm Greece so sorry or, for your suffering. To, to get, to get that kind of weather. Sorry <laughs> yeah, for it's, your suffering. It's, it's really hard life. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's that is such a premium thing to have to say. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have that weather. We need to go to Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, within Europe, Munich has, I mean, Germany in general has been such a great location to be because it's very central. Yeah. Um, so you can reach a lot of different places in Europe with um, like, we went to, I guess our last kind of big, vacation before COVID happened was, um, to Athens in 2019. And I think that flight was 
I don't know, maybe two, two to two and a half hours, yeah. which isn't that bad. Um, and then if you want to go to Spain, uh, kind of the other side or so, then it's, yeah, probably about the same, maybe a little shorter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're like, we're in a really great location and then we could also drive down to Italy. You'd basically just have to cross the Alps. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my in- God, that's the sound of music. Yeah. In, uh, and I guess that would take maybe four to five hours, maybe. Well, it's sort of like geographically, it's sort of like traveling in the continental U S yeah. Except you need your passport. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, within the EU, you don't because they don't check at the border. Oh, that's right. the, The EU has open borders, but, um, well, but since COVID they were checking people right for like, for some, you know, uh, but, um, but yeah, officially they're open borders. So, um, once you get into the EU, you don't have to check every time you cross a border. That, yeah, that's, yeah. The only experience I've had was when I studied abroad in France, I went to Italy to see my, my parents were there mm-hmm. and they didn't look at my passport and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. They, they're like, where are you from? And I was like, America, like, is that not obvious? Cause I had a giant backpack on and they were like, no, like what country did you fly from? I was like, Oh, France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bonjour <laughs> oh my god i had a french patient last week like french and oh I really was like, oh snap what do i remember and, it's not, and it was not yeah a <laughs> yeah and i was like i gotta tell you like i took french for eight years and he was like oh wow and started speaking french i was like stop nope no <laughs> You big, like seriously misread that. <laughs> no one has spoken French to me in the better side of 10 years. Like, this is not the time, buddy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. Okay. I'll, like we've spoken English to each other, but every time I would like think I knew how to say a phrase, I'd be like, is this how you say this? He'd be like, yeah. Like, oh, still got it. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really nervous. And I said, speaking French to French people is very intimidating. And he was like, I know. <clears throat> yeah, it is. But speaking German, no, no. Um, I think that's something that, um, is a bit unique to French people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry for my French listener. I'm very sorry. I don't mean that to you because you, (laughs) oh my God, I forgot I had a French listener. Um, but yeah, Germans in my experience are like so happy that that you were speaking their language because, because Germans are self-aware of the fact, actually, I should say Germans and Austrians because Austrians also speak speak German German, and my husband is Austrian. So I always have to check myself on that one, but, um, but yes, so they're usually just like, so mixture of like impressed, excited, uh, like disbelieving, that you can even speak German, right? Um, that they're just like grateful. Um, and then sometimes they'll ask, like, "Oh, I actually, do you mind if we speak English because I want to practice?" Right. Um, because Germans are very like overachieving in that way mm-hmm. that they want they want to make their English better. So I have a couple of um, colleagues at work who very explicitly are like, "I want to speak English with you because you're okay. a native speaker." And they get very few chances to sure. speak English with a native speaker. If so, they want to come on the pod, I'll talk to them. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so they like are very excited about that. But, um, but yeah, in my experience, it's been like, like, oh my gosh, you speak German? Like where, where did you learn that? Right. And you're like, (laughs) Um, here. (laughs) Yeah. That, that's more the reaction than, um, than the, I think what most people experience in, in France, which is a little bit different. What I found when I studied abroad there, I, and this was in 2000 and, oh my God, nine, 10. Mm, That's a long time ago. Um, at best I was conversational. Like I could read the signs, I can get around. I yeah. crossed the entire city to buy a purse, which is a surprise to absolutely no one who listened to the show. I was going to say, <laughs> very on brand. Well, the long shop on the West end did not have the purple one. So I had to go to the East end. Sorry. Yeah. I um, mean, perfectly understandable. Yeah. I had to use the Metro and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I found my Metro card recently. I was like, why the hell did I keep this? Anyway, not the point. Um, I at best was conversational. And I was really proud of that because I, I think if I had learned a language very young in life, it would have really like benefited me and like stuck in my brain, but like learning it as a young adult or an adult just wasn't gonna, like I had a lot of it and French is hard to learn. Mm, It's structured as it's a Latin language. So it's structured like Italian and Spanish, but like there's some stuff that I'm like, what? And then speaking it, they always say like half the syllables get stuck in the back of your throat. Yep. So most words sound exactly the same. And it's just like, yep. but what I found is that I would speak French to people and they would speak English back to me, mm. which they understood me. That's yeah. Cool. But, yeah. You know, but I don't know that I would have understood them as clearly if they had spoken French back to me. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And as I was in Paris, like Parisian French is like, yeah. Like, I speak fast as an American. Holy crap. They are like two times as quick as me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very fast. Yeah. Very fast. And I wonder too, like how much of that is, I mean, living in Paris, especially, I mean, if you're talk, if you're in a cafe ordering something or if you're in a transactional situation, um, if, because they're in Paris, they're so used to tourists. And for them, it's just like, you know what? I just need to do my job. I just need to get you away from me, like get this transaction done and get you away so I can do the next person. And if some of it maybe comes from that, um, because yeah, um, I've had that happen. That happened to me, like something similar happened to me, uh, early on when I moved here. Um, but yeah, it hasn't happened in a really long time, but I've seen it happen to friends of mine who, um, either don't speak German at all or, um, don't speak as well. Cause they're still learning or whatever. Um, I've seen that happen to them where people are just like, I'm over this. Like, and I, and I do just, get it. I do yeah. get it. If I were bilingual, but one of my, obviously if I were, if I were ever bilingual, which like, I don't know that that's going to happen. My English would constantly be better. Like it's my mm-hmm. primary first language, right? Like my yeah. English will always be better. So like if I couldn't, if I didn't know how to respond to somebody, I would speak in my first language. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember one, we met this like musician who was, what was he? We were like on the river there, mm-hmm. in Notre Dame. 
and he was playing he t- we were like a group of american girls like yeah, yeah. Heads, whatever and um he goes are you from the us of a and i just thought that was the cutest <laughs> the cutest way to say that <laughs> i think about it all the time like i'm from the us of a like okay yeah. <laughs> i love that that's so cute <laughs> yeah yeah, that is very cute. Because the way you, uh, you say the word for United States in French is les États-Unis. Mm-hmm. And I have always expected them to say that, but he was like, are you from the U.S. of A? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. And I like that. Thank you very much. <laughs> French yeah. But yeah. I, but I've also heard that for, and I've heard this from a couple of French people because I work with a lot of French people, mm-hmm. um, that the, the, um, English or the, the foreign language education that it's not necessarily that the education itself is, is bad, but, um, but that also like in, um, in like countries that aren't as big as France, Mm-hmm. So in like the Netherlands, for example, the people, the Dutch people speak like perfect English mm-hmm. because their like TV shows from the US are not dubbed into Dutch because it's too expensive and the country is too small. Oh. But in France, it's such a big they country, it. they dub it. So like I met a couple of Dutch people who have told me that they learned English from watching TV. Like, yeah, they had it in school, but then it got so good because they learned from watching, even though they had, they have subtitles. Mm -hmm. Um, so like they have like on TV, they will put Dutch subtitles, but the audio is English. So, um, so that was one explanation. And then a couple of German people have told me, even though they do dub uh, shows into German for German TV because it's a big enough country. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me that they like watching the original versions better. So they will watch English. Um, like Philip, for example, watched the Simpsons a lot. And oh like, my God, that's so cute. English. Um, so, and like learned a lot of English that way or, um, you know, finding the original version Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in France, that's just not as much of a thing. So that could, no, also- and I'm sure, I think the French, and this is my opinion as an American who's been there, the French culturally are very proud to be French. Yeah. And that's the same with a lot of other countries, but I think that they would want their cultural exposure to continue to be French. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it is a beautiful language. So like, fair yeah. enough. You know, not when I speak it, but it's, pretty- <laughs> it's not, not when I speak it either. Uh, Cause as I mentioned, I have so many coworkers who are French and actually the company that I work for is French. So yes, right. we have a lot of French, like they're, they're basically acronyms for like internal company uh, lingo or whatever mm-hmm. that are acronyms that come from French words or, oh. or like, you know, so, so there are some French words in my working life that I need to sometimes use. Can I know a few? Oh God. Um, Sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah. So we had, um, it actually has since changed its name, thank God. But we used to have a meeting that um, 
was uh, we had it, we used it as an acronym, but what it really stood for was Comité Development or something like that. But like I do not pronounce it very well. It's not a super difficult one to pronounce, but um, but like that's one example. And actually, I manage two people who are both French. I have a bunch of um, uh, like colleagues on my same level who are also French. Um, and anytime I have to say that word or any French word in front of them, I'm always like, so we're going to talk about this. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like I just mumble. Because I, I, I just can't like. When you're in your meetings, what language do you speak? English? Um, it depends. It's mostly English. Um, but there are, it kind of depends on who's in the room. So if there is a, um, if there's one person in the room who doesn't speak German, then everyone will speak English and that's not a big deal. Um, but then if it's either like a one-to-one conversation or, you know, everyone in the room is, uh, is either German or German speaking, then, um, then it can be done in German. But usually if people are unsure, there's just a little conversation about it at the beginning. So, because I have a very non-German name. So if people don't know me and they just see my name on the like video call box, then they'll just ask like, oh, can we do this in German or should we do it in English? And, and then, uh, and then we just decide and then, and then go. Has that gotten better or worse for you since marrying Philip and now you have his name as well? Um, I don't think it's really changed actually. Um, I don't think that really made a difference. Um, your your name is Irish, right? Your first name is that Kara's Irish, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I mean, if you're named um, Gretel, they'd be like, all right, like, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and Philip's last name isn't also isn't necessarily like obviously German German German, yeah either so um so yeah I don't think it's really changed much actually that's cool I never have to go to a place and be like what language am I going to speak today (laughs) yeah it is it is kind of cool people still don't understand what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) but you know your 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 people will understand. Yeah, no, you. my audience knows. My yeah. my audience gets me. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. nursing is its own language sometimes. Yeah. But that's still it's English, but it's still like its own little thing. Yeah. Because like sometimes you say things very casually and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Oh sorry, it's, I'll clarify. Sorry. No, no, but like it was like a couple like acronyms or something or like, oh like I I did this thing today or I uh, I think, I think I had to ask you what intubated means. Oh, I yes. Like, yes. I, th- I thought that I remembered that from a medical show. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's have a really, tube. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I was pretty sure I knew what that meant, but I felt like I had to ask you just to make sure. That's okay. Um, but then like sometimes the acronyms, I'm like, I don't, I have no idea what you were talking about. So you do actually speak another language. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. I feel better now. Thank you. <laughs> Merci. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are officially an international podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep. We did it. We did it. This is like, it's kind of 
like, obviously I started this as a hobby and like, I needed Mm -hmm. it. I needed an outlet for sure. Yeah. It brings me so much joy. That's awesome. I'm so happy that it does. Like, I'm so happy for you. People are like, oh, it's probably like this big attention seeking grab. And like, sure it is. Like I want listeners and like, you know, sure. Notoriety is good too, but like, it's just fun. It's something else to think about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I can imagine it's probably also creative outlet as well it's creative in the sense that like sometimes I don't know what I'm going to talk about and like I have to like I don't really have to map out my normal job like I have a set task list list all the time yeah so like and I I don't feel like I'm a creative person like Mm. I I am not an artist I am not a musician I am not a art focused creative person like that is Mm -hmm. not me at all Mm -hmm. you know but I do tell a good joke. So perhaps mm-hmm. I'm an artist in my own right. I don't know. Well, but I also think there's a difference between being an artist and being creative. Like I think, That's, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think artists are absolutely creative, but I think you can still be a creative person without being an artist. Um, and yeah. I mean, I, I am just very much in that mindset right now. Cause I work in product innovation. So like we have to get creative, um, but we're not artists. So like, no, that's true. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think like, yeah, I can totally see how it would be creative for you in a way, even if it doesn't feel like artistic, but it's still right. Right. Something creative that you're doing. Yeah. And I've learned how to edit audio, which is very interesting. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. It's cool. You know, I mean, it. There's a million podcasts in, on the internet, like literally a million, and like I'm one in a million, and that's fine. But like, people listen. That's so cool. Like I can go. Yeah, over, you know? that is really people cool. People hear you now. Yeah, that's really awesome. I feel very honored. Oh my god, you're gonna come back all the time. Yay! <laughs> With your her setup is unbelievable, you guys. Like I, I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. It looks honestly like like a before and after of like. Like if this podcast ever like freaking makes it and I have my own studio, her office is what it looks like. <laughs> uh, I feel like what I am missing though, are those like giant headphones. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like headphones. that would be like the last thing that I would need. I think to make I don't this use like headphones because I'm really, and this is probably just my like anxiety kicking in once again, I'm worried that it won't record appropriately. It probably, it probably has nothing to do with it whatsoever. But ah. I'm all, I have to shut the door, but also yeah. sometimes we can hear Paul and it's like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You could get those, like those like foamy things to insulate the door. Maybe. Yeah, I could. We're in my, what is this room? It's like office Peloton extra storage room. Nice. We don't really come in here much except to work or to do something else because it, the, it's at the front of our house and our house mm-hmm. is east facing so it gets like direct sun in the beginning part of the day so it gets warmer oh yeah okay yeah that makes sense um i do want to tell my favorite story of kara's husband because <laughs> i <laughs> i get <laughs> kick out of this would you like to tell it or do you want me to tell it i feel like you should tell it okay so i got married in 2017 and kara and fellow grace graciously and great graciously oh my god yeah no you are to the states um for my wedding. And Philip had never been to 
what he dubbed an American wedding before. Mm-hmm. And it was just so cute. He kept saying like, it's my first American wedding. And I kept being like, I feel like Allison Hannigan in American wedding. Like is something bad going to happen? Like, <laughs> Like, am I feeding this Philip stereotype? Like, oh my God, <laughs> like, I'm so honored, but like, I'm a little nervous too. Like, this is high expectations. And during our cocktail hour, um, I had a tater top bar, which I, for those who, for those tater who tots want are food at your delicious. wedding, you want, do not settle. Yeah. Because people raved about that tater top bar. Like, it was so good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. So, my favorite restaurant in this place I used to live. I used to live in Tampa. I don't think the audience knows where I currently live unless you know me, but like it's the internet, whatever. Um, they have this um, dish called the tater hater and it's tater tots and shredded cheese, liquid cheese, chives, onions, tomatoes, jalapenos, and bacon. It's absolutely delicious. It sounds amazing. And I wanted this replicated at my wedding because it's my favorite thing. Like people at my job used to call me cater tot. Like it, I, it's my love for this meal is so serious. <laughs> I absolutely love that name. <laughs> like like I, I'm involved in this. Meal. <laughs> and I just remember, and my mom's gonna get mad at me for saying this, but I remember her going, nothing says a black tie wedding, like a tater tot, Catherine Mary. <laughs> it irritated her so much but I like would not back down on this on this hair top bar so I had it and it was like a serve yourself sort of situation mm-hmm. um it's like a tater tot buffet yeah like, of, a, like I guess you could own, say build your own thing build your own adventure yeah exactly yeah so um Kara and Philip go up to the tater top bar and Philip's like what is this <laughs> yeah he did I mean tater tots unfortunately don't really exist i'll send you some which i mean so i have actually found uh replacement tater tots but they call them croquettes or in german it's croquetten um yeah it's a little bit weird but like for all the things that germans do with potatoes you would think you'd think there'd be a tot Mm -hmm. that they would have figured out tater tots but not really it's not the same as it is in the state so he was he needed some instructions about right. like what to do right yeah so so he goes up to this bar and he's like looking at it like okay and then there's there's this like let's call it a vat i don't know how large i don't remember how large it was but it was this giant bowl of liquid cheese and philip was like what is that is that <laughs> and Kara goes you want that so he took a little taste of it and then you just see Philip like spooning it on his tater tots like I can't get enough of this cheese <laughs> like he basically had tater tot soup and it was so funny <laughs> yeah he did he did he is generally like fascinated by American food and American food culture yeah so- you took him to the state fair and he had a fried corn dog right Yes, we went to the um, Missouri State Fair in the summer of 2019, and um, he had everything that was available on a stick. He <laughs> ate it, <laughs> so <laughs> um, so that was uh, a corn dog and a cheese on a stick. He had a fried Oreo too, didn't he? Uh huh. Fried Oreos, yeah. Um, 
we also had funnel cake, even though that's not on a stick, but like very, very typical, um, for like a state fair. So we got that too. Um, but yeah, so he, like, he just wants to try all of the, like, all of the American food Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. and most especially the, like, really disgusting ones. The fried stuff. Yeah. Yes. But also, like, not even fried stuff. Like, uh, uh, relatively recently, he, we, we were in the States and he bought a Mountain Dew mystery flavor. Ooh. Right? That was my reaction. I was like, that sounds absolutely I bet he gross. was freaking jazzed. He was like, let's find out what this is. Yeah, exactly. He was like, mm-hmm. I really want to know what this is. Um, and I I smelled it and then oh. was like, nope. <laughs> um, but he drank it. Um, it? I, I honestly don't even know. It just, it smelled like sugar. Oh God. I mean- I mean, I mean that, but that's what normal Mountain Dew smells like, I guess. But, um, but it, yeah, it just smelled like sugar. And I told him at your, um, engagement celebration when he was telling me about all the fried food he ate, because he was so excited. He, he looked like a a kid in FAO Schwartz. He was like, I gotta tell you, I I have to tell you about it. And I think he like feels like a kindred spirit because I had liquid cheese at my wedding. So he was like, Kate will appreciate this. Yes. Yeah. I had all the things I had to fry this and fried that. And I was like, Philip, you got to watch your cholesterol. He goes, where would it go? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I have to watch it and it won't get higher. And he's like, this food can't do that to me. <laughs> he does have a little bit of an inv- invincibility complex he when it looked, comes to He looked at eating. me like, how dare you say that this food, this food is, in, yeah. it, is it making my life better? It can't make it worse. Yeah. Like, well, you can't make it a habit. But-, <laughs> but like, you know what? At his last checkup, he was like super healthy. Perfect. Like he did, he did all the tests. Like he is totally fine. Um, I'll send you and- some corn dogs then in the mail. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, honestly, like, like live it up, man. Yeah. Because like, at some point you're going to get older at some point you're going to actually feel the effects of this (laughs) stuff. So like, go for it. At this point, it's like, it's definitely like an international treat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're not. And it's, it's not like we're having that every day. He would though, I think like probably I don't know if you ever plan to like come back to the states for like an extended period of time I don't Mm. know that you could for your jobs but like Philip will be like let's go to every state fair let's go to every (laughs) like I'll take him to Costco and get him a Costco hot dog like we will like do the things oh he loved Costco oh I'm sure he did (laughs) yeah it's actually like it's really funny seeing the U.S. from someone else's perspective who like oh, didn't sure. grow up there and mm-hmm. like for whom things are not just like normal right so like just the like the size of um the size of like chip bags uh-huh. is like is like they're huge they're about twice the size at least of a standard bag of chips in germany 
Um, regular or Costco size? Just regular size. Okay. Like if I'm buying a Tostitos bag, it's half yeah. the size in Germany. Yeah. How does maybe one even for a party? Do you buy two Maybe bags? even a third of the size. Um, yeah. You would just buy like two, three bags. Um, well, actually that's a good question though, because I don't know how big, like, like the price to weight ratio. Like by I ounce, don't, yeah. I don't know how that. Oh no, not by ounce, by gram. Milligram, excuse me. Yeah. You're on the metric system in Germany. We are on the metric system. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm not actually sure how that compares, but like, just like the size of things is just so. 30 grams is an ounce. Different. Oh yeah. You probably know that because of nursing. See, you know that even better than I do. And I live in a country that's on the metric system because I, well, you, you, you only use the metric system. I have to go back and forth. Well, I do go back and forth with like baking and and recipes and stuff because I love cooking and baking so much. So I, and I mostly use recipes, not German recipes because I mean, I love Germany, but they're not really known for their culinary prowess. Um, so, (laughs) so I mostly use, uh, American or British recipes. Um, so I do have to convert a lot, but I, I just have a like thing on my phone. Like a, I just never, I watch Bake Off. I'm constantly, you watch British Bake Off, right? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can get it. But, um, I like surprisingly for, for being a person who is as obsessed with baking as I am. Um, I actually like, I really like it when I watch it, but I don't like, uh, like go out of my way to watch it. That show is the most joyful show, but it is so joyful. It's That's so what it, Yeah. That's they have Christmas specials it. on too. Oh yeah. Okay. I think I saw a, I saw a special, but it was like a, it was like a cancer fundraiser. Oh yeah, the standard wasn't cancer a, thing they did. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. I just imagine that Kate Middleton watches it, like every whatever day it comes out on Channel Four. Because I think I've discussed mm-hmm. this before in the pod. Like, in I don't tell me how your cable works in Germany if it does the same. We weren't when we were in Ireland. We kept hearing about cable licenses, cable licenses, cable licenses. It's like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Everyone, and this is for the UK as well. Everyone has the same cable. But you have to mm. pay, you have to pay to access it. But I guess mm-hmm. people were like finding like backwards ways to not pay for it. But like channel mm. four is everyone's same channel. Okay. He is everyone's same channel. But like if you're in if you're in Kansas City and I'm in Florida, we have a different channel four. It wouldn't be that way. Like everyone right. across the UK and Ireland has the same channel. Same channel. Okay, yeah. Um so I don't actually know how that works here we don't have a tv um oh my god you're such a good person (laughs) i mean we still european to like not have a television we still watch a lot of stuff but we watch it on like our ipads or because we don't like we don't watch cable we like anytime we watch something we're streaming so um we talked about getting a TV when we moved, uh, which was just over a year ago. But then we were like, well, if we have a TV, then we'll probably watch it too much. And maybe we just don't. Um, but we still, um, 
but yeah, we still watch a lot on like Netflix and stuff. Um, but, um, but there is a, there's definitely cable. I think there's the same. I think it's just one cable provider like in, not in Germany, like accessibility. Yeah. But, but I actually don't know the thing about the, the numbers on the channels, if it's like the same or which I mean, it makes sense because both Ireland and maybe it's just England, maybe it's not the whole of the UK, but like they're small places. Yeah. So perhaps that's why. Yeah. But I just found that so fascinating that like Mm -hmm. everyone's channel four is channel four. Yeah. Like everyone's ITV is the same. Like that never happens. Whenever you go with the US, it's like, what channel is this? Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But we have, you know, an abundance of everything here in America. That's why it's America. That is true. Yeah. That is Another thing true. you told me that I think the audience would love to know is that everything's closed on Sundays in Germany. Yes. Yes. So it's like Chick-fil-A so, all around. Yes. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. Closed on Sundays. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. So um, that is uh, something that is for sure happening in Bavaria. So like there's, uh, there are different states in Germany Mm -hmm. um, and Bavaria is a state and then Munich is the capital. Oh, I didn't realize that. Bavaria. Yeah. How many states in Germany are there? Oh boy. Uh, So I think there's 16. Oh, I I really hope that's, I really hope that's right. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I took a lot of geography with Mr. Callahan and I'm a little disappointed that I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. But I remember. Conahan, our, sorry, not Con- Callahan, Conahan. Yeah. Conahan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Our, but our geography classes were like, we focus more on the countries and not then like the details of the country. Like, I guess you just so. needed to know like country and then the capital of that country, but like not, I don't remember. Well, I don't remember that we went into tons of detail about each country, but maybe we did. We did um, only about Israel, but that was mostly in Holocaust studies. Oh yeah. Cause that was its own, its own class. But, um, but yeah, so I, I really hope that uh, it's correct that there are 16 States. Um, I won't judge you if you're incorrect. People don't, I don't think <laughs> know that there's 50 States in America. So like, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, um, so like Bavaria is one. Um, and then where I studied abroad in college, the state was, um, called Nordrhein-Westfalen. And then the, um, the biggest city in that I think is Cologne. There are a couple of other larger, larger cities in there, but I think Cologne's the biggest one. And then, um, like Berlin is its own, uh, is its own state because it's like a city and a state. Okay. Um, Cause there are so many people there. Right. Um, so yeah, there's 16, uh, 16 states and um, Bavaria is the, I think it's the biggest geographically. It's the biggest. Mm. Um, and Munich is the capital. So like the, in Munich, you will find um government buildings for like the governing of the whole state of Bavaria. Okay. Yeah. Is that so, why Germany as a whole has a chancellor? I do not know why Germany has a chancellor. I don't know why I'm asking all these questions. Like sudden, like my brain is working now. My coffee kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Germany has always had that 
position of chancellor like in its modern history mm-hmm. um but i don't know if the fact that there were different states was the reason that okay. that happens but um yeah but the um but there is i guess a similar ish structure to the u.s where you've got like you have state and governors and decisions and and you have the state government and then you've got a federal one so um so that's the same and well similar um and so in bavaria bavaria is a very catholic state okay so there's a lot in germany there's a lot of protestants um but yeah but germany is uh, or sorry bavaria is is very catholic um and i think it's because of that kind of catholic history that Mm -hmm. everything is closed on sunday sunday truly is like a day of rest got it so um so yeah every single sunday they're like uh, the grocery store is closed. Um, the uh, drugstore, like even even the essential shops, are closed. Um, and then, of course, like like clothing stores, mm-hmm. um, shopping malls, like that kind of stuff is is also closed every single Sunday. Um, and then I think that exists in other parts of Germany as well. Um, but there are. Like in Berlin, for example, you can find some places that are open on Sunday, um, but it just it just depends a little bit on like if it's a big city, maybe there's actual demand um, for you know a grocery store on a Sunday or something like that. Got it. So, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's what does one do on Sundays then? You you rest. Yeah. um yeah so i mean but but truly though like sunday is typically um you see a lot of people like out walking Mm -hmm. um in the summertime a lot of people go to the beer garden um well yeah and um yeah and actually it's quite cute because if you're out and about in munich on a sunday around lunchtime Mm -hmm. you will definitely see um like older couples in their full bavarian dress so that's lederhosen really but it's like very formal um and you know that they have gone to church and then they go to the beer garden after church do they wear the lederhosen and dirndl dirndl how do you say Mm -hmm. okay yeah do they wear that for church or do they wear that for the beer garden both oh it's like so dirndl and lederhosen is like like your sunday best yeah it's it's kind of it's um it's the traditional dress in in uh bavaria and parts of austria so um so yeah it's like yeah i guess it's like sunday bests are actually a really great way to describe it i've seen some dirndls that are kind of scandalous yeah so that is like <laughs> <laughs> that is the like uh usually the like oktoberfest stereotype that gets exported um right. and uh but the dirndls that you see uh especially because again it's it's mostly like older couples mm-hmm. um 
and uh, the the dirndls will have like even they'll be buttoned like almost all the way up okay. to their neck and maybe there's a little collar on it or um or it's like it, it's a lot more like covered and it's more muted colors so it's a lot of like darker greens darker blues yeah like okay. a lot more um but if you go to oktoberfest then of course you will see you will see you will see a slutty dirndl or two. <laughs> For sure. Fair, could it be fair to assume that like the young people have like a party dirndl and then like a church dirndl? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, they really do? I mean, I don't know that from any, like, I don't know if it's described that way or like they think about it that way. Um, but, or it might just be a style thing maybe. Okay. Um, but, um, but yeah, like there's definitely there's definitely like different styles of dirndls and there's also different lengths. So you can get, sure. and usually sure. when you go into a shop, they're organized by length. So okay. like here are the, sh- like mini, they're called mini dirndls. So like the skirt is like a mini skirt. That's so it's cute. above your knee. And then you've got the ones that hit your knee. And then you have ones that'll hit like mid calf. And then you have ones that are full length that go to the floor. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And then for later hosen, you have the same different lengths. Okay. So you've got like the like shorts that go mid thigh or not mid thigh, okay. a little longer. They hit, they hit above the knee. And then you've got the mid, like just below the knee. And then you have mid calf. And then you've got like the full on pants. You can get a later hosen in full pants. Yeah. I mean, Interesting. later, later hosen, this is actually another good example of a compound word. Uh-huh. Leda is leather. Hosen is pants. So like you can say hose for jeans or hose for oh. and any kind of pants, but later hosen literally translates to leather pants. What if the or, later hosen is shorts? Is there a word for like, do you call it later hosen shorts? You would call it. Uh, so in German, the word for shorts is kurze Hose, which means short pants. <laughs> The Germans are very efficient in how they I'm describe have things. To have you type all these out? <laughs> um, and so I think you would say Kurze Lederhose, I think is what you would probably say. Thank you so much, Kara, for being on the show this week. This was part one. Part two is following next. If you have time to listen, please do so. Um, it's a good one. We talk a lot about some, I think, pretty serious things. Probably one of the more serious conversations we ever had on the pod. Um, but I'm excited about it. I'd love for you guys to hear it. Remember, it's never too rude to have 32. Check out part two now. <laughs>